Blog Talk Radio.
doing in the body of Christ. And I'm excited about what God is doing in families. I'm excited about how God is taking us from one level to the next level. And we have to be prepared. We have to be ready. We have to be diligently seeking God. His words say, those that seek him early shall find him. So I'm just wondering, do we have anybody that's seeking God on today? Do we have anybody that's looking forward to turning their life over to God? I'm just wondering if there is someone that's doing that to know that God is ready. He's what's waiting on you to say yes, Lord. Okay? Let's check and see if the man or woman of God is on the phone so that we can um, do this video live by Facebook, my page, Sylvia Tiger, and they can do it by audio. And uh, if so, we're going to go into the word right now. Evangelist Tony and Elder Ron Montgomery, are you on the line? Yes. Okay. The program is passed over to you all. I would just be here to touch and agree and give a little shout out on praises when it's time. <laughs> okay. Uh, praise the Lord for just the opportunity to be on tonight. Uh, Ron, I am in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and Ron is in uh, Garland, Texas. So we're still sort of doing this long distance. <laughs> okay. And so and I'm, here, I'm here in Chicago. Let's let's do this. <laughs> so see what the Lord has done. He's given us the opportunity to. Uh, to be sort of like him. We're in, in many places, uh, but have a single focus. That's it. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm a little bit of trouble. A little bit of problem with the technology. I was answering a text, and uh, when I tried to get back, it um, it threw me into another uh, conversation. Can 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 I be heard? Are, are, can yes, you hear we can hear you. We can hear oh. you. Oh. Okay, I hope everybody else can hear me. Um, yeah. yeah. I hope there are other people on uh, the line with us. We invited a few uh, because we want to have a block talk a little bit differently tonight. Rather than, rather than Tony and I participate and hand off information, um, we know that many of you are mature Christians and that you live your lives that way. And I know that not every single thing is because I'm not perfect myself. I know there's, there's a lot of improvement I can stand, and I need I need the assistance of my brothers and sisters in Christ to always remind me of that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> me too. <laughs> We're going to take a, a, a case study. We're going to give you an overall um, study about a couple. And I'm just going to give you the overall. Then we're going to add some of the nuances of it too. And we want to ask y'all to respond. You know, what what would have been the thing to say in that point? What scripture might you have cited? What biblical principle may you have emphasized? Uh, Ron, you're going to open with prayer? And uh, we're going to open with prayer, first of all. 
Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, just to thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, this technology, the attention of and the attention to the things of which we're talking about, the things spiritual, theological, godly, the things that we want to apply to our lives because you have described these things as being more like you. Lord, we just ask you to bless our ears, our hearts, our mouths as we speak and share this evening. We're asking to give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Okay. Um, so, again, do we have a, uh, a fairly uh, uh, sizable constituency of listeners and speakers tonight? Would you unmute for a moment and uh, uh, just introduce yourself for a second so we can hear who might be listening and speaking tonight? Good evening. Good evening. I'm sorry? I think two of us started talking, but the Warfields are here. Roz Roz is phone connected to her husband, who is a truck driver. Benny, are you able to unmute? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Great. So we've got Roz and Benny and Vincent Warfield tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. No problem. Is there anybody else out there? This is, uh, yeah. Good evening. This is Carmita Cedary. Good evening to everyone. Oh, good evening, Carmita. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh-huh. We appreciate it. We miss it for the world. <laughs> <laughs> is there another? Is there any other? Anybody else with us? We know the minister is with us. Mm-hmm. Cecilia Sierra Apostle. I'm sorry, I missed the last verse. And the Apostle. Apostle. Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Now, y'all can go back to mute because I'm going to read the case study to you. Uh, this is a summary of the situation that we've had. And uh, then we're going to introduce nuances into it and we'll respond, okay? So just to be able to to be able to hear me clearly, make sure that you're all on mute again. And when you open, when you go to comment, just open up and introduce yourself. You know, this is Roz. This is Vince. This is just something simple. Just the apostle. Let's talk about communication. The way people use the words, I always, you never. One afternoon, Carl phoned me. Carl and his uh, wife, Harriet, have been married for just a little over a year. Now, these aren't their real names. (laughs) Make the name to protect the innocent. Yes. Or the guilty. We'll just go with this. We'll just call them the Winslows. Now, he had heard about the mentoring program and wanted to know if we could help he and Harriet with their communication problems. The inability to communicate effectively is a common thread woven into the fabric of every marriage relationship that's in need of enrichment or restoration. 
So Becky and Carl, their story is a classic. Harriet. Carl? Harriet, not Becky. Harriet. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where I get that Becky from. Mm-hmm. When Carl and Harriet began dating, they couldn't spend enough time together. They wanted to find out as much as possible about each other. Their relationship blossomed quickly, but after a short time, they each began to notice negative qualities in the other. Still, because they were so focused on one another's positive qualities, the negatives seemed unimportant. After a few months of dating, Carl and Harriet admitted they each stopped asking so many questions about the other. They wrongly assumed they knew each other well because they no longer spent time talking. Carl and Beck and uh, Harriet, to keep on giving away these names, <laughs> uh, perspective of each other shifted, and they took many things for granted instead of emphasizing each other's positive character qualities. Their focus gradually shifted to the negative qualities they had previously overlooked. During the mentoring process, Tony and I shared God's perspective on communicating with Carl and Harriet and taught them some skills to improve their communication. Because Carl and Harriet chose to learn and apply these skills, today they communicate in a way that pleases God and edifies each other. Now, we've learned about the greatness of God's covenants with his people and the importance of commitment in our marriages. Now we begin to look at how God equips us to fulfill our commitments to God and to each other. We start with the two crucial aspects of communication, listening and speaking. Each of us can learn these skills, and God's word has plenty to say about each of them. As couples, we want to communicate biblically, selflessly, and with a desire to hear and act on the thoughts and wishes of another person. This type of communication is essential in every relationship and especially in marriage. Amen. His emphasis of this point is given in the scripture, Ephesians 4.29. Tony, do you have that that scripture? Yes, and so it reads, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And it goes on to say, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were seated for the day of redemption. Yes. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, as Christ, God gave as in Christ, God forgave you. Amen. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> it's okay. So our life is a 
based on the sum total of all the decisions we've previously made. Carl and Harriet's relationship changed to a critical spirit when they chose to focus on the negative qualities that they saw in each other. It is next to impossible to experience oneness in marriage when one or both spouses choose to have a critical spirit. And the spirit is the usual way of doing things. And as we said in the beginning, in the beginning of this, remember they could not stop complimenting each other on all the positive things they saw in each other. And as time went by, they started seeing the negative things. Because, and you're going to see those things. But it's a matter of the emphasis that you put on it. And it's also a matter of the things that you read into the relationship because of what you thought, not so much as what they communicated. Mm. Do you so find true. yourself? I'm sorry, go ahead, John. I was going to say, so true. Um, the enemy really uh, gives us the focus on ourselves and not on the benefit of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, Tony, I want you to talk a bit more. Now, we've given you an overall example of what uh, Carl and Harriet are going through. And it's just an a, a overall picture. Let's get to one of their, one of their concepts. Uh, Carl uh, called and uh, was uh, wanting help because they were in a current hot, heated conversation. Conflict, I'm sorry, and uh, they don't, and they can't seem to get past these conflicts. So it comes up, and then they'll have a good time of communicating, and all of a sudden, it seems like they step back ten years in their communicating with one another. And so um, he called and asked. Um, if we could uh, help them in the midst of this conflict. And basically, um, Harriet uh, asked um, Carl about uh, the money. And, and Well, let me explain it this way. Uh, Harriet has constant uh, income, has constant income coming in, so she gets paid uh, very uh, the same amount of money each month, and they can really they know how much that is. Now, yeah. Carl, on the other hand, is a contract worker, and he has to wait until he gets a job, gets employed, and then that money comes in. So his his work is inconsistent, but consistent because he's very talented, and people do call on him. Uh, but he doesn't really know when he's going to work. And then he picks up Ubering or uh, what's that other thing called? It's not Ubering. Lyft. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. He picks that up to try to uh, uh, bring money into the house. And so in the midst of this conflict, uh, he he feels that his wife, accuses him of 
not doing his part and not bringing in enough money. And she feels that he is mean and uh, and hurtful, and he needs and she and he owes her an apology. And so now they're at a standstill. And uh, I might add that uh, one of the, the situations here is his response to her was through a text message, and it was a scathing message. She had asked him how much money had he made on one of these part-time jobs, and apparently he interpreted it as an accusatory tone of the way she approached him. And instead of responding to her verbally, well, it turned back on her, and he went and wrote her a text message. And he didn't spare his language. Uh, not bad words, but uh, he, didn't ex- he didn't spare how he spoke uh, to her uh, in, in writing. She didn't take it very well. Now, this is where we start. And we ask the audience if they have any questions or responses to that situation. I have a question, Ron. And this is Carmita? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. This is Carmita. Uh, When you said they started focusing on the negative qualities, did this occur after marriage? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, one thing, um, and I kind of know this a little bit from experience, emotions. Emotions are basically just informational data, and it gives you an insight, an intimate insight on each other. Now, God's promise for marriage is that we be unified emotionally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. and physically in accepting of each other, and that should be unconditional, I feel. Mm. And as you're dating, you're getting to know each other, and you've got starlight in your eyes to see. Now you, you, not only that, but you have to focus on who it is that you're going to get hitched up with, okay? You have to know everything. And I'm sure she had to have some inkling before she married him. Now, you've married this man, and... We're, we're the help for the man. The husband is the head. He's the leader, just as Christ is the head. And the woman uh, is the help you. So if you see that or if you think that there's something more that he should be doing, then that's a conversation that you should be having. You should be opening up to each other because you show each other things that you will never show the public. So in the house, while you're alone, talk to each other. And ask him, what is what are his aspirations? Are you going to go further than this? Or if he's qualified, I mean, his time will come. They're Christians, right? You believe in God. Mm-hmm. My, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So if you're believing in God and all of the promises and everything that he tells you in that Bible, you sit down and you talk about all of that because now this is a triangular relationship, husband, wife, and Christ, in everything you do, everything that comes out of your mouth should follow the guidelines that Christ has laid out for you. 
Mm. And one, one scripture I see in support of that, Carmina, of course, is James one nineteen, where everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And that was a problem in this particular situation. She did not act very well to his text response. He didn't act very well in the text response. What could be the problem in that? Having chosen that that medium of communication. That's another uh, uh, thing that annoys me, a text. See, that's, that's too personal for a text. You you need to when you got when he got that information, save that and put your emotions in check. When you get home, talk to her, talk to each other. But that texting that I I, I cannot stand text. I can I, it was the text. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Another How thing about, about I'm sorry. I was going to ask the Warfields what did they have to say to that, Roz or Vince. Vince, are you able to unmute? Yeah, yes, I am. I'm, I'm unmuted. You can share first if you'd like, sir. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how the Holy Spirit works. Uh, Roz and I, we had a little bit of disagreement. <laughs> Just today. <laughs> Yes. And basically, I'm, yes. I am. I'm, yeah, it's the wildest thing. And, um, but it's going to give us a chance to really talk. And um, the communication thing on our, uh, from listening to the story and trying to give us a, give us a comparison. Uh-oh. And um, by comparing it to my, our relationship is uh, we have to start listening. And start talking and doing more Bible studies. Mm. If that if that makes sense, because we're in a situation to where we need we need more God. You know, we listen to it, but we need more God, and we need to hear more more um, more situations like this tonight. We need to hear situations like this, and and look at our outcome and how we handle our dilemma. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, what okay. I have to that's what I have to say. Your turn, Ms. Rod. Thank you, Mr. Warfield. So <laughs> um, I love puzzle pieces. And someone used to say good, bad, and ugly, but I've created good, bad, ugly, and great. Mm-hmm. And the puzzle pieces all fit, but just as I think it's, Sister Carmita um, said, there has to be a communication, but yet before we go into the communication, if there's been an offense, and of course, probably both parties feel offended, mm-hmm. if there's been an offense, we have to go into our secret place, our vertical alignment with what I call the power team of three, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, to be able to present our concern and share with our mate. And it doesn't even, you know, if it weren't even, this is geared on husbands and wives, but it's any two-party situation. 
It's all about relational currency and collaborative intelligence. And our Mm -hmm. viewpoint that we're learning for Vince and I in our situation is that it was a situation that was held in and not discussed with the other. And when Mm -hmm. there was a third party who shared it, then it hit the fan, but yet we still have to have a way to communicate. And, honey, I appreciate you saying the Bible study because I had requested, instead of us being in tumultuous communication, to Mm. can we go to the word of God first, of course, have prayer, and then be able to communicate. And then, of course, if we were not mature enough about being in our born-again self and we felt that our ego and our flesh was still fiery and standing up too tall, then we would call out for mentorship, which um, we got our mentors on the phone with us. But, you know... <laughs> But, um, you know, we have to understand, I don't like, I know the evil one is real. He is a liar, and he has three tactics, kill, kill, and destroy. But Mm -hmm. I still like to say first, Daddy, what do we need to know? How can Vincent and I grow stronger in each other? Is this a test? But the main thing is, how much do we know each other about our kingdom mandates, our kingdom agenda, understanding every aspect of that to be a loving wife, excuse me, a loving husband and a respectable wife? Because we know in the Bible it says, wives respect your husband. Husbands love your wives. You can't mm-hmm. do that unless we're doing that. For our Jehovah. So that's our share of the warfare shell, and we'll yield the mic on that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Roz. And Bill, so, we appreciate y'all opening up and sharing. So one of so one one of the um, uh, things that the Holy Spirit had us to say to this couple is to ask them the question: Is is the tension in your home what you desire? And both of them say said that. Just no. to say that again? All the way out. Is the I just tension? Just wanted to break that came out. Go ahead. No, I said, is the tension in your home what you desire? No, ma'am. No. And so. When we ask that question, then it becomes important for us to say, is your viewpoint of this issue more important than the the unity God desires in your marriage? My mind. Mm-hmm. My mind. And let's go. And then that becomes 
part of what God is calling us to do. He is calling us as a couple to be one. And that means that I have to give up my viewpoint. Ron has to give up his viewpoint. And we have to look at what is best for the whole. Exactly. What is the agenda? Uh, Rod mentioned being on the king, the kingdom agenda, mm-hmm. and that's what you have to focus it on at that point. What is God's intention for this situation? What does God want us to do? And many times it's a matter of agreement, and that's what it is. You, you may have to give up something of your own in order to get the agreement. The agreement, we've already said that uh, that's not the kind of situation we want. This conflictual situation is not what you want. And if what you desire is standing in the way of what you really want, then you give it up. They say that the definition of happiness is the difference between what you have and what you got. And so the further the distance is between those two things, what you have and what you want. I mean, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. The, mm-hmm. the definition of happiness is the difference between what you have and I think that right, and, I, and what you want. And what you want, right. Uh-huh. And yeah. you have to figure out what's it going to do to the relationship for, for me to get what I want. And can I get cooperation from her or him in this relationship to get what I want. And it's not that, uh, and another thing you have to consider, what does it do to them? Is it something they want? Is it something they want for me? Does it bring happiness or discomfort? What is it? What's the spectrum of it? And what God wants is unity and harmony in that relationship. And how do you get it out of this situation? And the thing about it is couples have complete control over that. What do you mean by that, Ron? They have complete control. Because if it's something that's not going to be beneficial to the relationship because the other one is uncomfortable with it or doesn't want it, doesn't see it as necessary, and y'all see, y'all can can see that together, point those things out to each other, then what you have to do to get that happiness module closer to what it is, uh, to happiness you may have to give it up or give up parts of it or give up the pursuit of it or maybe infuse a long-term plan of agreement with the, with the spouse. Um, so you so have to adjust. Sacrifice? Sacrifice and adjust. And adjust. Mm-hmm. And patience. And, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, you said sacrifice adjust, patience, diligence, consistency, working towards a touch and agree whenever there is a situation that escalates where there is that um, moment of an open door for disagreement. That's right. Okay. Mm, good way but, of putting it. God. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. And so that that goes takes us back to our scripture when it talks about that we have to make sure what we're saying is really helpful to the other to the situation but to the other person. This is where marriage is 
or even if we're in a a situation in family, that we have yes. to consider that what is the benefit to those in in this situation? What's the benefit? That was one of the things that we were trying to get Harriet and Carl to see, that both of them taking their own stance and and de- and defending their position did not move their marriage forward. It was causing, it was giving Satan, goes back to what you were saying, Roz, room mm-hmm. to come in and plant his seed. Exactly. Yeah. And, and love one thing to good. remember, we must always keep this in mind. Um, I think that, uh, Rod, you mentioned that uh, Satan has three things on his agenda. Uh, there was the steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Yes. The thing that we have to remember is that Satan has no power. In other words, he can't touch us. You know, when, 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 when he put Job through all those changes, he had to get God's permission to do it. He couldn't touch the job until God said it. When he uh, was trying to influence Christ, he couldn't make Christ do anything. He went up there and quoted scripture to him and enticed him with uh, being uh, having the whole world and all those kinds of things. Christ mm-hmm. took the scripture right back at him. The thing about it is that he couldn't pick him up and make him do anything. The devil cannot touch us. He can only influence us. And he has all kinds of things that he does that with. And we have to recognize it as such, and particularly in our marriage. The devil doesn't want people mad. He doesn't want family. He don't want anybody to worship God. And he'll do anything to make that happen. So when you feel that you're being pushed away from your spouse, first of all, what happens is that y'all are supposed to enjoy it. You better know that the enemy is there, and he's trying to influence you. Because that's the only power he has, the power of influence. And all you have to do is let those worldly things go. I shouldn't say all you have to do, because it is tough. There's pressure on you to hold on to those things. If you look towards God, he will comport to him. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's good, brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ron, you know, it makes me think there was a time that a particular pastor was doing an illustration, and he pulled the two couples up on the stage and said, look at each other, but yet act like you're pushing each other away. But then he said, Mm -hmm. look at each other and hold your hands out, but look up to the light in the ceiling because the Father is our light. And eventually they came together, even though they weren't totally in alignment because their hands were out, like maybe that was the Holy Spirit representation, they were able to Mm -hmm. grab each other and hug each other. Mama. Mama. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also what uh, Roz was saying earlier, about the devil, because the devil's job is if you are told it's the devil's job is to kill, destroy. Uh, what did you say? Right. Steal. 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 
that word wouldn't come into my brain to save my life. Still, still, <laughs> Lord, help me, Jesus. Yeah, but that's that's his main job, and and it's a mental thing. It's it's not a it's oh, not yeah. like it's a physical battle. You can't see him, but he'll sneak right in there. And also, what you guys are saying, uh, Ecclesiastes four, uh, two are better than one. So if the two are based mm-hmm. in Christ, they have a good return for their labor. They can overcome. The two of them are on the same path together. My, my. Yes, that's Amen. good. Um, Brother Ron, I want to see if Vince has another opportunity. Honey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Did you have anything else to share? Because I know you're driving. No, uh, I, I, I'm good. I'm enjoying listening, and uh, <laughs> I'm pursuing, I am trying to pursue happiness, <laughs> period, okay? Uh, mm. uh, that's what Vincent that's what L. that's what Vincent L. Warfield is trying to do. You know? I try to be patient, you know, when I do talk to you, Ms. Rob. So, um, and then we can go, we can lay it out and then we can look at what's going on, okay? So I, mm. that's my, that's my, that's my statement, that's my well, Brother Ron yep. and um, Sister Tony, and um, the need of this um, blog talk, I think that because of more of our intentions to communicate with each other, that the Holy Spirit sent y'all as a rescue for us to be able to hear a case study hmm. and to be able to that we'll be able to move forward. And if we're not able to move forward, I think that we'll both agree and that we ask for help um, simultaneously to get us through. Because still when we have concerns, they still should be a way to communicate it without our egos or um, our flesh to be on the rise that the Mm born-again self able to take full control and be able yes. to work things out because there are going to be times when individuals are not on the same page, but what is that level of maturation if we call ourselves believers, Christ followers, Christians, kingdom mandates, you know, what that is in maturation, how do we work it out and be able to have a um, – a God conversation for a God victory. Mm. Amen. Yes, Thank ma'am. You. Thank you, Dr. Warfield. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm-mm-mm. Well, let me give you a few things just to kind of wind this up. And we start with, this is like the toolkit that goes along with this discussion. And these tools you use and you apply them to the lessons that we've learned tonight. Remember that um, the gift of listening, mm-hmm. and a good example is Tony Daddy always told us this, he knows that God gave you two ears and only one mouth. <laughs> so make this creative act was to make sure that you understand what the importance of listening is. It's at least 
twice as important as talking. Because James 1.19 said that everyone should be quick to what? And slow to anger. And along with slow to speak and slow to anger. So you have to notice where where the importance, the emphasis of listening is put is at the beginning of that rotation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me give you a quick uh, uh, question, right quick. When your spouse is speaking, in what way can you indicate to them that they have your full attention? One of y'all tell me. When your spouse is speaking, how can you indicate to them that you have that they have your full attention? Or anybody speaking. Yeah, eye contact and no cell phone in your phone in your hand. Mm-hmm. That's a good one there. That's, That's a good one there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I remember there was a play that uh, Ron Antonio done at Oakland. I was on video, and she had cooked him his favorite meal, <laughs> and uh, he was paying attention. He was paying a whole bunch of attention. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can do it. I think y'all do. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's <laughs> I love that. I that okay. Anyway. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm dropping the mic. I'm going back on mute. <laughs> so we pay attention. Oh, that was a long time ago, man. To pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes when your when your partner comes in and he has something that he wants to talk to you about, if you stop what you're doing, you know. Uh-huh. Give him enough respect to stop what you're doing with him. You're cooking, washing dishes. If he, if he has something on his mind and he wants to talk about it, stop what you're doing. Sit down. Get comfortable and listen. Yeah. I think the other thing that you do is that you give pause and and repeat back what that person has said. Not in your own yeah. words, but in what they said. Give back the very words that they give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pause, repeat, response. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes we don't always know each other's schedule. And with the world being way different, working from home, Zoom calls, and things of that nature. We have to mm-hmm. communicate with each other. If someone needs, has a need and they needs to do a clearing house, you know, we have mm-hmm. to communicate it so that the other person won't be, um, you know, not focused. We need to know that each other has a clearing um, sound wave to listen to each other and be able to, you know, get to a, um, a a level of agreement, even if it may not be complete, but to be able to go to another movement because you can't be like a lion to pounce and you haven't heard. You already got a calculating answer in your head, but you haven't listened mm-hmm. intensively and was fully engaged to what that person was hearing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so true. Thank mm-hmm. you. Can, can I say something, please? 
Absolutely. Okay, uh, you know what? A lot of times, just like the woman of God was just saying, sometimes people um, assume that you're not paying attention. I know I heard Mm. you all say, stop what you're doing uh, and, and sit down and do this. But what if when they walked in, you was doing something that needed to be done? Right. And you're not mm-hmm. able to stop right then and there. Don't just assume mm-hmm. the person is not listening to you or just assume that they're not hearing what you said because sometimes they may be trying to get the whole story before they say or ask you anything because they don't want want you to uh, feel like they're interrupting you. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you make a very good, very good point, Mr. Because uh, one of the uh, key issues about listening is to not to plan your response in advance. There you so go. don't sit there, you know, poking the hole. Sometimes maybe uh, you could be too attentive. Maybe the distraction of uh, putting up the dishes or whatever the chore is that has to be done is a, a good thing in that sense as long as they know that you are listening. Mm-hmm. But, uh your, your your response should be one. You don't have to respond quickly. You know, there's no time clock on it. But the the attention should be paid. And there's ways that you can do that even while you are busy yourself with chores. Yeah. I think I I and I I appreciate that. I think that what happens in a relationship is that you start to this goes back to what Roz and, and Vince alluded to, of ha- taking time to have a conversation before there's a conflict. Mm. And then that helps you set some ground rules when the heat comes. Mama used to always tell us to plan for peace, plan for peace in the time, I mean, plan for before war. And so you would plan during peace so when the war came, you would know how to deal with it. And so this is what I mean. When a person comes in and asks for attention, because you have talked about different ways I can give attention, you can say, like Carmita said, do I need to stop and listen, or can I keep doing what I'm doing and listening? Yeah. That gives that person permission to let you know how they need to be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, you, I like and, and that becomes oh, something happening earlier. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I apologize. I, I thought you were done because that peace and war thing put goosebumps, made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. If we mm-hmm. peace because we are... Christ-centered, we should be thinking peace. Mm-hmm. And when we are in our flesh, we think war. Like, I'm animated. So I see a cartoon character with his head going off of the top of his head and fire going through his eyes. That's me being in my flesh. But if I'm mm-hmm. looking through God's love lenses, even though my, my, my soul is hurt right now, or I feel like there was an offense, I still have to look towards and look at God's love lenses, and that's where the peace comes from. 
That was good, sister. That was good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, well, Ron, we're almost at the end of our time. We we need to respect the time. Can I ask one quick question? This is Cecilia. Yes. Uh huh. The couples that are on the phone, I've heard um, not on tonight, but I heard others talk about how they have date night. Uh, whether it's a certain time of the year or a certain time of the month or week. But I also heard this one couple say not only do they have a date night, they have a communication night. They have two different nights, and during that communication night, they make sure that the verbiage that each one is speaking is clear. They seek clarity and they get the consistency of knowing what does contractor mean to you, what does this or that mean to you. I was wondering, is that something that is uh, something that you're trying to do or you want to do, or does date night is priority, but communication night isn't? Um, what's this name you said? Cecilia. Cecilia. Cecilia, thank you so much for that. And um, Mr. Warfield, are you able to share? We're working towards that, but I like how you are very pinpoint accurate and specific for whatever that moment Mm -hmm. in time is. Is it date night and we just love on each other, or is it time for communication because there's been a break or a break in in our communication. I like that. We are working towards that, but like I said, I, I've i been trying to hold back the tears for the whole hour that this is mm. God ordained. It's for a whole lot mm. of people, but mm. this is God ordained for the war field. Mm. This is- <laughs> My God. Mm. Yeah, I agree. One What'd you say, Nope. Ben? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying that I agree totally. Oh, I was done. I was done. I, I was just saying I agree. Okay. One of the things that we teach, one of the principles that we teach to our couples, Cecilia, is that uh, you need to have both. You need to have time when you plan, and you need to have time when you date. And those need to be permanently put on your calendar, and nothing gets in the way of those times. Because your communication that you do as a, we call it family planning time, is that you plan for everything and you talk to everything, the tough things and the good things. And so there's got to be time when you talk about the ugly, because it will come and get you in the midst of your goodness. And so we teach our couples the principle that you have to have time to deal with those issues. So there's got to be time for us to plan, for us to talk, for us to communicate. But then that's date time. And we want that to be time that nurtures and grows and encourages okay. that, that that marriage to, to be enriched and loving. So both of those principles live within a good marriage. Okay, 
Well, people, I think our time is up. As you can see, this is something we could go on and on about. Um, we'll, um, of course, we're exploring this as we talk more about marriage and family in the future. We look forward to uh, doing uh, this again. And um, I would personally like to invite everybody here uh, back tonight. Um, the facility is going to give us an announcement of the schedule of the various uh, ministries that uh, she has going on. But, uh, you get out your pen and paper and take notes of those things and be sure to attend and participate. And um, I thank each and every one for your attendance and your participation this evening. I think that we've shared a lot and learned a lot with and from each other. Thank you very, very much. We're going to turn Amen. it back over to you now. Amen. 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 I thank God for everything that was said on tonight. Um, I normally call the fourth Monday um, God, the way God has called family. But I think I'm going to change that name on the fourth Monday to be like a doctor's appointment. When we make doctor's appointments, they say, what kind of appointment is this? We're going to call this the wellness follow-up on marriage. <laughs> <laughs> because, it, it, honestly, we need to make some appointments. We say date night. We say communication night. So we need to do a wellness follow up, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have that every fourth Monday of every month that God will allow us to have. But I tell you, I enjoy tonight because there was a lot of uh, transparency. There was a lot of things we talked about and put out because, see, a lot of times people don't want to ask questions or make statements because they don't want to seem like it's foolish, but they they leave away still sick. That's why I want to call it a wellness check mm. because they did not get the treatment that they needed. Mm. They didn't ask the question so the doctor couldn't bring the answer or the treatment to the table because they didn't ask the question. They didn't oh, know what the secret was. Wow. So I thank you all for tonight. You know, we laugh a little. We uh, ask the woman of God, say, hold back your tears. We may have to cry a little. But see, when we go, when we check in and we, we put the, the word from the physician, that's the medication, when we put the treatment on the table that helps, that's when we get treated from our wellness check. Did, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Mama, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I just want you all to know that um, please share with other family and friends, like you say, whether they're married, getting married, dating, or just someone that's single that needs to know. Every fourth Monday of every month we're on the air. Uh, I do Facebook Live while we're doing the audio for Smile 3 East, Iron Sharpening Iron Blog Talk Radio, which is a worldwide web media. Uh, so this is Facebook and web. So we will be here at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would like to um, have Evangelist Tony Montgomery and uh, Elder Ryan Montgomery come on some Fridays with me. Let me know what Fridays you have open because we, I don't, if I could do it more than once a month, Marriage is every day. We don't have it of uh, that once a month. We probably need to go through it, like you said, a series of uh, tra- training, 
and teaching people. Uh, what the woman of God say, the good, the bad, the ugly, and what was what was the other one, the grief? Oh, I don't, I, I didn't get that one. The great. Oh, the great. The okay. great. But see, we, don't, we want to make sure we don't have the grief in there, because that's what I heard. <laughs> we want to help our community. I didn't hear what she said. She said grief? Yeah. What was? Okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard your, your sister. I said what I, no, I said I, I didn't hear what, if it was great or grief. I heard grief. But I said, I'm, when you said the great, I said, good. I could take the grief out of there. Because we, we want the marriage to be. We want to get rid of the we, bad yeah, and the ugly. We got that ugly and that bad already there. So we right. don't need the green because it's already there. <laughs> we want to kick that out of there. So I thank you all for everything on tonight. It's been a blessing. And we are here on um, every, I come on on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with um, Wednesday Wisdom Day, and uh, I also have a the Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Smile 3E Iron Shopping Iron Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Possibly Elect is on every Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Let's Talk. And um, this Monday coming up will be the first Monday of the month, and that will be Dr. Serena Wright will be back here on the first Monday of the month. So please tune in. Uh, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Oh. So I'm, I'm just so excited about what was added unto us on tonight. And, uh, I hand it back over to the man and woman of God to close us out in prayer. Tony, will you take us to the throne? So, yes, Father, we just come, and we thank you for your presence tonight and how you came in to help clarify your desire to have us kingdom ready for marriage. We thank you for the wellness follow-up checkup for how you're refining what we're doing on Fourth Monday and how, Lord God, it reflects the kingdom work that needs to be done that we might be presentable to you one day. We thank you, Lord God, for the women who started this ministry over 10 years ago and how you can continue, Lord, to pour into their lives. We thank you for the Warfields and, and, and uh, Sister Carmita that has come alongside to help enrich our conversation, but to help us realize what it takes, Lord God, to be women and men of God that will stand in this last and evil day. God, we ask that you bless, Lord God, our desires to be better, Lord, to help us to communicate clearer to enrich our marriages, that they might be reflective of who you are. We thank you, Lord God, for my husband, my covering, Lord God, who has led us tonight, and we just thank you for his wisdom and his understanding. And, Lord, for how you are making our marriage better, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. And so tonight, Lord, we just lift up holy hands, and we bless your name, for you are worthy to be praised. 
worthy to be glorified, worthy yes. to be magnified. If there be any sick, Lord, listening, we ask God that you heal, deliver, and make whole according to your word. If there's need financial uh, blessings, God, we ask that you help them see to trust you in the midst of their financial crisis and know that you have the cattle of the thousand hills, and as they look to you, you will fulfill every need that they might have. We ask God that you, Lord, bless those that are, are, are listening and who are lonely, who desire to be married. Lord, that they will give that to you, that they might know that you have already prepared for them purpose and direction. Lord, we thank you. Lord, save our children from an unregenerated generation and help us, Lord God, to be that light that will stand in this last and evil day. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We thank you for the honor to do this because you helped rescue a situation and turned it towards a positive to be able to communicate the differences out. Mm. So thank you so much. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.